Well, welcome everybody to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. My name is Chad Thompson, and today we have a very special episode. It's very near and dear to me. I'm a big fan of both the uh, the craft beer as well as the, the cider uh, kind of areas, and it's, it's always been a huge thing of mine to kind of go around and travel to these different smaller microbreweries and, and cider locations, especially here in Southwest Virginia. And on today's episode, we're speaking with Mark and Justin from Tumbling Creek Cider right here in Southwest Virginia. So first of all, Mark and Justin, thank you all so much for coming on to the podcast and how you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, pretty well. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I guess we get started. If uh, Justin, if you want to go first there, I'll just have each of you kind of introduce yourselves and kind of what it is that you do as far as your, your roles at Tumbling Creek Cider. Yeah, we've, um, uh, we formed the company, I guess, in 2018. There's four of us uh, that are business partners, uh, and we've kind of come together with our powers combined. Uh, I've been involved. My, my name is Justin Kelly Dick. We've got a nine-generation family farm here in Meadowview. We operated as as uh, Kelly Ridge Farms, and and we established the production barn here on the, on the farm. Uh, I'm an environmental consultant. I work for the state of Virginia currently, and I've, I've been in the environmental industry as a geologist for. Uh, about 20 years. So I came from a remediation background and, and using uh, kind of better living through science. And um, I've been in the craft beverage industry since about 2012. We established Kelly Ridge Farms as a business to produce uh, hops for the local craft beverage makers, beer makers, cider makers. And we're one of the larger hop growers here in Southwest Virginia. So I started off trying to come up with uh, alternative ag crops and promote uh, agricultural development in Southwest uh, from an economic development point of view. And, and uh, the rest has moved on from there. We uh, uh, got our first cider out in 2019 and I, I do quite a bit of the infrastructure and uh, uh, inventing and we, you know, uh, in some of the logistics as well as helping uh, as uh, a cider maker. Yeah, hey, I'm uh, Mark Finney. Um, I'm, you know, the second of the four partners. Our other two partners are Jerry Bressoir and Tom McMullen. And um, I, uh, my day job is I teach uh, mass communications at Emory and Henry College. And uh, I was sort of the last to join the party with uh, Tumbling Creek Cider Company. And um, I do a lot of the sales stuff, marketing design, that kind of thing, um, social media messaging, that sort of stuff. Um, but really, I got to say, you know, the thing that I like the most and which is also some of the most troubling things about the cider is that we all work our tails off doing all of the things all of the time. Uh, we were out there just two weekends ago um, bottling. Uh, we did a thousand bottles two weekends ago. And then we also spent another day mulching in the orchard that we're growing out at the farm. So it's a, it's a lot of, it's a, there's a lot of stuff for all of us to do all the time. I can definitely understand that as far as, you know, all the small businesses, everybody having to wear multiple hats and, and I'm sure you guys do a phenomenal job. I've actually got to try a couple of your different ciders. One of the ones that sticks out to me most is, uh, the Hellbender and, uh, about six months or so ago, a friend of mine and I have decided we were going to buy one of those cider making kits online. Terrible job we did. Like it came out rotten egg smells, awful. It tasted 
okay. But uh, the smell was terrible. And we never tried to make cider again. So we're just going to stick with yours, I believe. So talking about starting a cider company, how did y'all get y'all start? Because obviously I learned that I'm not going to start making cider. So how, how did that idea of Tumbling Creek Cider come to be? I guess uh, for, for the original formulation of this, I guess that might have come down between me and JJ or Jerry Brezoir. He's a botany professor over at Emory and Henry. And we had gotten together working on uh, some on-farm research with Virginia Agriculture Council and some other things on the hops. And uh, so we had been friends. We're both uh, amateur home, home brewers. And uh, uh, Jerry invited me for a run. And uh, he, he, he uh, I think he safely gets credited with the original idea for this. And I was well aware of the the economic curve of the craft beverage industry. It's a great way to uh, 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 get a successful business, especially with the explosion of the uh, beer industry and uh, craft microbreweries. The cider cider business is on a similar curve, and and both of us are are as the other two partners are as well for trying to do what we can to promote Southwest Virginia's economic and ag uh, agricultural industry. Uh, as a, uh, I get around quite a bit as a part of my job into the industry in the area, and I, I cover about 14 counties with my job as a hazardous waste inspector with the state of Virginia. And, you know, the curves aren't great. Uh, and so getting alternative crops moving forward, like hops or older established crops that have kind of fallen by the wayside, like uh, uh, the apples and reestablishing orchards in the area are, are near and dear to our hearts. So, uh, of course, both of us, uh, three of the four partners, we all have full time jobs. Uh, Tom McMullen uh, is the only one of us who's able to put a large percentage of his time directly to the uh, cidery. And, and he manages a lot of our orchard and production uh, side that we're working to develop. So, uh, you know, this is a great way both to do some really awesome things and bring back some heritage styles in cider. Uh, and, and it all kind of came together as we, we pulled, it, pulled it in. And we realized we couldn't do it ourselves, uh, just the two of us. And so that's where, you know, working full time, uh, the, between the four of us, we're able to successfully make it work uh, um, and spreading, spreading that love and work uh, around. So uh, and bringing in expertise like Mark's experience in the, the communications area. So um, it, it's I've really been thankful and, you know, it, it's ironic, you know, the, all four of us are very science, uh, I guess you might even see, say academic minded. And I think that really brings uh, a value of, of science and knowledge-based decision-making that really uh, makes us make some really great cider. So, so many folks, uh, you know, the, the old uh, catchism of, uh, you know, well, why do you do it that way? And well, that's how daddy always did it. And, Oftentimes, there's a really good reason that daddy did it that way, 
but uh, it may or may not be relevant now. So really taking a from the ground approach of how we make our cider, incorporating old traditions with a twist of the new uh, and, uh, and tweaking things like sulfur uh, through nutrient management. And uh, is, uh, it's been shocking how good of a cider we've, we've been continually embarrassed at, at how, how well we've done, even if we say so ourselves, we've been tickled with, uh, as a young cider maker, uh, cider making company, we, we've, we've been very fortunate and we're looking forward to what we can do in the future. You know, Chad, you know, one of the things that I learned right off the bat when I joined the company was that, you know, there used to be uh, a really thriving apple agricultural industry here in Southwest Virginia. There were popular styles of, uh, or, or um, you know, types of apples that came from the region and uh, that today they're almost all gone. Right. Certainly, the different um, apple varieties are uh, that were from the region are, are are all gone in terms of their production for you know commercial, um, and a lot of the uh, orchards themselves are gone as well. So one of the things that we really work on is to try to promote some of these regional apple varieties and also promote the orchards in the region that are that are making those or growing those apples, um, trying to sort of um, create uh, a um, you know, market essentially for those orchardists so that they uh, can continue to grow some of these uh, heritage varieties from Virginia. Yeah, I remember being a, a kid and, and the importance of apples and say like Chill Howie with their apple festival. And I think even MetaView does like a like an apple butter festival. Yep. And the, I've heard stories from some of the old timers that tell me about these just massive uh, orchards that used to exist, even just from Chill Howie, like 107 going out towards Saltville. And it was such big business. And now we don't see it. And I even remember going out with my grandmother to some of these orchards uh, when I was really young and we would go pick our own apples or, or green beans and things like that. So it's, it's definitely, you can see that the trends have changed and it's altered. So it's great that you're, you're working on that educational piece to everybody. And, and who knows, this might even be a new type of economy because I remember as a kid also seeing uh, tobacco farms everywhere. And now all the farms that I remember are growing other crops now. So, so maybe apples could be the new booming economy, especially for uh, like a cider business. And looking at some of the names of your ciders, I see that you also are tying that back into the region. So, you know, White Top's on there and then High Trestle, I can assume has to do with the Creeper Trail. Uh, and right. Like Hellbender, I'm sure has to do with like the, the Salamanders around the area. I actually encountered one of those at uh, Backbone Rock for the first time ever. I mean, it was as big as my arm had no clue what it was I, I took off run and left my fiance on the rocks and i was in the doghouse over that one but uh but yeah what about uh moonshot and ridge runner where, where what do those names relate to moonshot was our first cider and it sort of was a recognition of our attempt to shoot the moon right you know we're we're launching this company we're we, we're starting this work we're you know, that's, there's a big sort of leap of faith involved in, in starting a company, and um, we wanted to sort of acknowledge that with the name of our first cider. So it also happened to be the, uh, was it the 50th or 60th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing? Mm -hmm. uh, so we were sort of, uh, you know, pointing out an homage to that as well, that sort of moment in American history and engineering history, too. And then uh, Ridge Runner. Justin, you want to talk about Ridge Runner? 
Yeah. So uh, at least where I've, everybody seems to have a little bit of a different approach and there, I guess there's no one right answer to this. Uh, but from, from my perspective, of course, all of us are avid out, outdoor uh, aficionados and I've done a fair amount of backpacking and hiking in the AT and in the Great Smokies. And so the, uh, the park service, uh, the, the uh, trail keepers who uh, run the Great Smokies in particular are, are called ridge runners. And, and so from a specific uh, naming, you know, that, that group of uh, uh, park rangers who take care of that, but more generally, you know, the hikers and, and uh, uh, a, a tip of the cap to uh, the uh, hiking and AT uh, runners that are in our, our area in the Appalachians. But the also is what we found is when you talk to a lot of local folks, they think of uh, kind of like in the moonshining uh, uh, spirit of people, uh, uh, you know, smuggling or, or working uh, alcoholic beverages, uh, kind of Dukes of Hazard style. That that was a another name for that group. So a little bit of an, a nod to uh, the uh, more uh, uh, backwoods out, outdoors doorsmen and women. That's excellent. I always love to hear the story behind some of these names and just kind of the inspiration behind it, especially like that one with the moonshot. That's, that's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a motivational uh, standpoint and a great way to look at things. So now yeah. speaking of talking about the drinks, where can we expect to drink these? I, I noticed you have some tap room hours on your website and I guess if you could share with everybody, uh, where these tap rooms are located and, and when they can expect to go try out some of the, the ciders. So we have a tap room in uh, Abingdon. Uh, it's, it's in a building that we're calling the Spring House, and that's on Court Street in between Main Street and Valley. And uh, the Spring House is actually this wonderful space that is uh, the home for three businesses. It's, you know, Tumbling Creek Cider Company has our tap room there, um, but there's also Wolf Hills Coffee. Uh, which is a new uh, coffee roaster um, here, also here in Abingdon. And uh, finally, there's Appalachian Teas and Botanicals, and that's a locally sourced um, tea company as well. So all three of us uh, share space in the Spring House, which is at 112 Court Street, uh, like I said, between Main Street and, um, and Valley. We also have, you know, we have our, our cidery facility um, uh, as Justin mentioned on his farm um, out on Old Saltworks Road in between Meadowview and Clinchburg. And uh, we don't have regular tap room hours there, but we do um, host uh, tours, uh, both of the cidery and also of the farm uh, by request. And, and if folks who are interested in touring the cidery or touring the farm, they can get in touch with us via our website um, and, uh, you know, make an appointment to come out and, and, and check things out. That's the, uh, I guess, one of the blessings of uh, uh, COVID is, you know, I, of course, most of us are working from home if we're able these days, uh, which I'm included. And so we're, we're pretty darn flexible and uh, really even drop of the hat. We're, we're available if people want to pop out and you know, give us a ring, shoot us a line. And nine, nine and a half times out of 10, we're, we're available and we can, we can host. And, you know, it's always a smorgasbord of... Uh, we use a lot of our specialty one-offs and our batches that we uh, put out. 
And some of those are only available at the tap room uh, in town and others of those we have, you know, you, you really ha just have to pop out and see what we have in the moment that uh, there's unique offerings at both locations, uh, depending on uh, what we happen to swap in and out. Yeah, and I'll also just mention that those are not the only places where you can get Tumbling Creek Cider. Um, Chad, you and I were talking before we started about the harvest table, um, and we are on tap and in bottles at the harvest table. Um, we're also um, at White Birch Juice in Abingdon. Um, and then during the season, oh, and we're at Coltown Caps in Richland. Um, of course, then during the season, we're at uh, the Virginian Golf Course, and they've got us at Seven Trails in Damascus. Then we're also available at uh, Food City Stores in Damascus, Bristol, and Abingdon, and then at Food Country in Abingdon and um, Blade Spring. Oh, and then also at Sisters Cafe, uh, which is sort of a great little wine shop in Marion, yeah, they've got us up there as well. So it sounds like you definitely got a lot of great options. Uh, I'm very familiar with pretty much all those, especially sisters. I, when I used to work in Marion, great little cafe to go by. So if anybody's ever at Marion wants a good place to eat, followed by some cider, I highly recommend that. So I guess, is there anything else that y'all would like everybody to know today as far as, uh, you know, we've talked about how you have a very wonderful selection of drinks where we can find them, where they can find you. Is there anything else you'd like everybody to know? Any new drinks planned for 2021 or anything new coming up? I would well, say one of the things that we like to think, uh, you know, differentiates us from other cider makers, you know, cause you can go to any grocery store and get uh, a cider. Um, we, we focus on getting everything, here locally. We want to support our local ag agriculture industry, our producers, you know, from the ground up. And everything we do is made from Virginia apples sourced as close as we can. Uh, we've got an old orchard here at the farm that we're revitalizing. It's on, you know, kind of, as I said before, that heritage style. And, and we put a lot of effort in our, in uh, and expense into finding the right apples. And there's a big difference in how they used to make it. You know, originally, whether they, when they were signing the Declaration of Independence, you know, people bred apples specifically for cider. When Prohibition rolled through in the 20s, you know, all these orchards got demoed or cut down. And the difference is when you have apples bred for cider, you have higher tannins, you have higher acidity, and you have all these things that really uh, give it a unique character. And, and what more modern producers will do is they use predominantly like a juice, eating apple juice, which is much, much more available and cheap. But it, it, when you ferment all the sugar, and those are very sweet because that's what tastes good on the tongue. But the, when you ferment that away, the, the, you're left with kind of a bland apple. And so that's the unique value of those cider apples is uh, they have the, the character that sticks with it after the, the sugar's been turned to alcohol. And uh, modern makers, they deal with this, you know, by, uh, you know, back sweetening. So that, you know, they can uh, kind of like lemonade, they can, uh, you know, balance that with sugar, but, you know, it's still kind of one dimensional in our opinion. And, you know, I, I guess you could say it's an extra couple of tools in the toolbox to really make uh, uh, the difference between a good drink and a fantastic drink. And, and that's what we shoot for. 
uh, and try to differentiate ourselves with. There's a, a couple of other uh, uh, like uh, hard cideries and they've, it's really a band of brothers here in, in you know, the beer, cider, all, all of the folks. And we've really been uh, thankful to uh, have the support of the wineries and other local folks. I forgot to mention that we're also at uh, Abingdon Winery. They, uh, they actually have been a really great retailer for us and we sell their wines at our tap room as well. So uh, you can get Tumbling Creek Ciders at Abingdon Winery. Um, I just wanna just supplement um, what Justin said real quickly. You know, there are so many great flavors on tap at our tap room and, and you can really just get those at the tap room. Uh, right now, I think that we've got a, a whiskey barrel aged cider on tap which has got a wonderful, subtle uh, sort of breath of whiskey um, in the cider. There's uh, the, the ones that we mentioned in the bottles. And then I think we've also got a blueberry um, on tap as well. And then we also have some single varietals. Um, I'm not sure if it's King David, which is it King David or is it the Albemarle Pippin that's on tap right now? I think we've cycled both through, we might have one in reserve, reserve but really just, you know, the uh, it's always going to be changing. So, the, and that's one of the benefits. It's not just this kind of monolithic experience of, Oh, been there, don't no need uh, that. That's kind of the joy of, uh, of that having the variety of, available. Yeah. So we've got several taps that are dedicated to these small batches and uh, seasonals um, on tap and they're, uh, they're a lot of fun. That's great. And, and I love the fact that you're tying everything back into the region, whether it's, you know, like you said, buying your apples and sourcing all the products from here, you know, even naming some of the beers after and then being involved with these other businesses with cross selling and cross promotion. I think that's one of the wonderful things about the region. And I'm finding this as a as a common theme as I continue doing this podcast with everybody is that here in this region, we all work so well together. And, you know, there is no competition. It, it's all just families helping families. And, and that's what I love about small businesses. And uh, Mark and Justin, uh, definitely thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm going to have to try to get out to the tap room myself and, and try out some of these different styles uh, that I haven't had. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get out there and see what you have. And, and I wish y'all the best of success here in 2021. And anybody listening, be sure to check out their website, tumblingcreekcider.com. I'm sure you have some social media pages that we can look into and definitely go pay them a visit at the tap room there in Abingdon. 